0: this episode of Taking a Walk, we're in the beautiful South Shore suburbs of Boston, the seacoast town of Situate, a beautiful little hideaway in Plymouth County. I'm here to take a walk and reconnect with an old friend. Joe Malone is a Boston fixture, American businessman, former treasurer and receiver general of Massachusetts, and all-around good guy for the Taking a Walk series. Welcome to Taking a Walk, an excursion to converse, connect, and catch up at a cool location with some of the most interesting people you can find. Here's Buzz Knight. Well, Mr. Malone, thank you for taking a walk with me. The pleasure is mine, Buzz.
1: It's so great to see you. It's been a long, long time. How have you you been? I count my blessings every day. I have a great wife and four wonderful kids who are now grown up and out of college and uh, doing exciting things in life. So,
0: before we get into taking a walk here, what do you wear? And I'll tell you, I'm wearing something new I want to tout. What are you wearing there on your, on so your, your uh, tootsies?
1: I'm, I'm wearing my uh, New Balance uh, shoes. My sneakers from New Balance, which I absolutely love. And I think I've been wearing New Balance shoes uh, going back to, jeez, it's got to be at least 1980. So, it's been a fixture on my feet, other than when I have to get into a dress up pair of shoes. <laughs>
0: Well, they're pretty snazzy, i got to say, for right, taking a look. Thank you walk. very much. Yeah, so check these out. These are new. I just got them. They're out of the box. These are Nova sneaker mocks Wow. made by the Merrill Company. Oh, cool. Okay.
1: Nova, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think of Merrill, and I don't usually think of something that looks as... Uh as comfortable and casual as those. That's terrific. So we can say
0: Merrill as much as we want because maybe someone from Merrill will hear this. And Absolutely. You never Good know. Idea. They'll be Good the first idea. charter uh, advertiser Absolutely. for the Take It A Walk series. So I, like,
1: I like the way you think. <laughs> it's always about commerce, uh, right, Joe? Yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody's got to pay the, the bills. you know. Electricity is expensive these days. <laughs> Even though they say charity begins at home. But uh,
0: uh, no, anyway. So uh, let's paint the picture here where we're taking a walk. This is a beautiful area. Um, the Take It A Walk series has taken place at a lot of different spots, um, like in Boston. I took a walk with uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin at the Public Garden and the Boston Common. Um, the series started with a couple episodes at Walden Pond. Um, One with the curator of the Walden Woods Project, Jeffrey Kramer, and then the other with an old character, I think you probably remember, Wally Brine from the of Wally Show. Absolutely.
1: Right? A legend. A legend.
0: And we just had a blast taking a walk. So I haven't been to the South Shore, so paint the picture where we're taking a walk
1: here. So it's interesting because back in my days of being on uh, Fox 25, when uh, Scott Hoshberger and I used to do something called Monday Morning Quarterback. Sure. From time to time, I would mention my beloved situate and how beautiful the harbor is and our iconic uh, lighthouse, and I'd run into people in town and say, Joe, please, don't be telling people this is the best-kept secret, (laughs) it's the hidden gem, you know, don't don't, uh, mention situate as much. We don't want it to be overrun by tourists, but it happens to be just that, it's a place where... My wife and I wake up to every day and kind of pinch ourselves because the sunrises are beautiful and the moons. are We have on uh, our beach in front of our house, when there's a full moon, it's not unusual to have a dozen uh, professional photographers with their tripods out there snapping photographs and then you see them online and you say, yep, yeah, that's the beauty. So so it's a fabulous place and uh, situated as a community of about 18,000 people, it's grown from a a place that was mostly a summer, uh, you know, beach community to now it's a four-year community, but the natural beauty is beyond description. Dear friend of mine named Brendan Kane, who works for the Nielsen company, huh.
0: actually lives down here. He's uh, the Nielsen rep, one of the best guys. So if uh, we see Brendan walking by, um, we'll have to acknowledge him for sure. I love seeing a bunch of people taking a walk
1: here too. This is uh, one of the the main drags that we're on here in terms of walkers, and it's always uh, heartwarming whether it be in the midst of uh, the winter or in the summer the people are out there getting their exercise walking their dogs strolling with their young children it really is a very cool spot
0: I like how more and more I'm uh, seeing articles you might be seeing them where people are talking about the benefits of walking obviously for health reasons but I also think walking is great to sorta you know, break your your log jam if you're a little stuck on an idea or something like that. How do you use walking to help yourself?
1: So my wife is usually the one saying, Joe, come on, let's go for a walk. And as we go on our way, my mind just drips into, you know, things that aren't part of my rat race life, but it's an opportunity to reflect and it's an opportunity to... Uh, maybe grab onto an idea and just flesh it out a little bit more. And uh, and mostly when I get back, I feel uh, invigorated as a result of it. Uh, I, I can remember particularly right after uh, the... Uh, uh, the the, the sad beginning of, uh, of COVID-19.
0: Oh, I yeah, was going to say, yeah, don't even mention that. We'll yeah, call yeah, it yeah, that yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: that thing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the, 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 uh, We would go to walk in the park that's uh, c- uh, close by here and just spend an hour walking. And uh, I think more than once we thought to ourselves, well, if there's a silver lining to this horrible, horrible affliction, it's that we now at least get a chance to slow down our pace of life. And uh, it's a sad uh, commentary that that's what it takes to slow down. But I guess uh, that is the silver lining. But a a nice walk. I love it. There was a day when I'd, you know, put on those new balances and go out and run a couple of miles uh, but now a walk to me is just as good yeah for sure and i do think that uh,
0: since the thing started many people say that they uh, rediscovered places that they maybe had forgotten about or they discovered new places in fact talking to the people over at uh, the walden woods project they said for the uh, you know the walden pond area the growth in terms of visitors was, uh, you know, I don't know, tenfold or I'll something during bet. the thing
1: because people just wanted to just get out and get fresh air. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, it's uh, a chance to get a little bit of exercise, get your mindfulness flowing. But in, in addition to that, too, just feel as though, you know, Things aren't as depressing as uh, we, we might think they are by simply watching the news every night. You know, to, yes. to, to be around nature, it's kind of a way in which to, to recharge the emotional uh, battery in a positive sense. And we live in such a special
0: oh area. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Very, very grateful for that. So um, the reconnection that we got is courtesy of our dear friend Steve Sweeney. Because Steve uh, took a walk around the Fresh Pond area with me, and uh, so we were able to reconnect from uh, uh, from that experience. Uh, you and I were able to reconnect. So tell me how you first met Steve. Obviously, he's this you know iconic comedy figure, uh, talented man. Sweetheart of a guy.
1: How did you guys first meet? I met Steve Sweeney through a fellow by the name of Jerry Williams, who you uh, will know, of course, sure. Buzz. To some of your younger listeners, Jerry Williams basically invented talk radio, yep. and nationwide uh, was respected immensely uh, because he he had a talent and he had a gift for understanding what was on people's minds and then continuing to feed that content to those people who thought that issue needed to be uh, you know, uh, brought to a uh, higher and higher level. So anyway, it was uh, probably about 1986 when I met Steve, and then I ran for U.S. Senate in 88. Steve helped me then, and we've been fast friends ever since then he is uh he's a brilliant mind when
0: it comes to comedy obviously but the side of steve that people don't know is this thoughtful giving side in terms of what he does uh for prisoners as an example um, and for you know other folks to support recovery so um He's just he's just an amazing guy, and I'm grateful to have gotten to, to know Steve from the time yeah. that, uh, that I hired him over at ZLX.
1: Yeah, Steve and I did a show first on WATD, which is a radio station down here on the South Shore, and then on Boston Herald uh, Radio. We were probably together for at least 10 years, and it was, to me, pure joy, because he would make me laugh, and we would jab each other a little bit, you know, and uh, he had this standard routine with me where, you know, if I sang a few bars of a song, he'd say, Joe, you know, they really should send you to Guantanamo Bay, and you you could get those prisoners to, to talk in a minute just by singing for about 30 seconds, you know, it's pure torture. And he had a whole package of lines, you know, but... uh And Steve, to your point, you get a fellow who is not only funny, 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 but he is the salt of the earth in terms of being good-hearted. And, uh, you know, just the other night, one of my nieces uh, was reminiscing, sadly, I guess, about her dad uh, passing away a few years ago. And she goes, yeah, I look up. And there's Steve Sweeney waiting in line to pay his respects, you know, and that's Steve. He's an old school guy, you yep. know, and he got in his car and drove from Quincy to Waltham to do that, and uh, he said, can't stay long, got to go do a show up in uh, the North Shore, but that's Steve. Yeah, he's a good man. But well, we first met, though,
0: through another guy who's a bit of a legendary character around these parts who also worked for me over at uh, ZLX and that was Charles
1: Lockwood Air. Oh my God! And I uh, again, love Charles. Love Charles. I think about him a lot. He's out in Hawaii now, of course. Actually, he moved oh, he from
0: Hawaii to California wow. to where his uh, his kids are. Actually,
1: holy smoke! Yeah, I never thought he'd leave Hawaii. Yeah, I know it. He invited me out there too, and as it turned out, we we were conflicted. We were actually going to Italy at the time, and uh, we had, our kids were still in school. And I said, oh, "Geez, if we didn't have this trip, we'd have come <laughs> visit you in a minute." But Can't speak more highly about Charles. What a legend.
0: And what's so amazing about Charles is he he left uh, radio in, I think it was like 2000. Sounds right. Sounds about right, when he retired. But the guy is so passionately engaged around media, around content, a place to get his views out, that I don't think I've ever seen somebody like him so active uh you know on on facebook live and mm-hmm. just other ways to distribute is his view of the world his charles view of the oh. world and uh i just adore the guy and i'm very grateful for the time that uh, that i had with him how did
1: you first meet him that's interesting. Uh, it's a fabulous question. I can't quite remember for sure. I'm trying to think. There were some mutual friends, one being Chachi LaPrette. Yep. And, uh, of course, who was you know, part of the, the show and there might have been someone else who uh, i can't remember now but charles was as far to the left of course he made the famous statement about reagan that i won't repeat <laughs> right. but somehow some way he took a liking to me uh, here i am a republican you know running <laughs> and we we just hit it off i mean we we share the sicilian uh heritage yeah, so that was part of it yeah. but uh he came to my house, he did a show from my house, he tried to punk me one morning, you know, that he, that he was a lottery winner. Is this Joe Malone? Where do I pick up my money, this and that, you know. He. he I do remember, remember that, actually. That? And then um, we, we knew we were going to name our son, our youngest son, Charles, And I said, as we're driving to the appointment, because it was a C-section at Mass General, uh, we're trying to think of a middle name. So I said, let me call Charles and see what his middle name is, you know. He goes, you're going to the hospital? I said, yeah. And Linda's giving birth this morning? He said, yeah. Will she get on the air? I said, oh, no, Charles, come on, we can't. Well, sure enough, you know, next thing you know, he's asking Linda about, okay, well, you know, you're ready for this uh, birth and this and that. And we had a great conversation. But... But, but Charles is someone. When I think about him, I, I miss him so much because it was like on a daily basis, just tuning in with all the characters. Oh. of course, was Richie Riad and all those guys. That was so much fun. Tank. So, but uh, but yeah, Charles is someone who, when I count my friends and count people who have been so nice to me over the years, he's way up there on the list. He was probably looking uh, to get something free from you. No. <laughs> about, yeah, well, you know, it's funny because Kidding, Charles Yeah, yeah, if you're listening, Charles You know, Ch- Charles was a great storyteller Oh, and, and Boy, oh boy If there was ever a guy who should be back on the air You know, telling some Just reminiscing oh. about the old days He'd, he'd be my man
0: I got to get Charles to take a walk
1: when he's uh, back in the oh, area or something sure, like that. Sure. That'll probably
0: be a three-hour episode. Uh, yeah, right. Joe. <laughs> a series.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, what are you working on these days? So these days, I raise money for selective startups, uh, uh, and again, it's a process because there are lots of people out there with with exciting ideas. Some can make it over the goal line, others, for whatever reason, you vet them and you say, you know, this just strikes me as uh, not something that's going to come to fruition. Because when you're asking people to invest in those startups, which is the role I play, you want to make sure that there's a good story to tell, you know, and that here's what the idea is, here's why it's going to be a positive change for the world, and here's why it can be successful, you know. So is step one, which is the vetting, and then step two is the uh, reaching out to, uh, to angel investors, sometimes venture capital investors. But then step three is the coaching that goes into it because on almost every occasion, It evolves you know where uh, some investor will say you know I think they got something there but here's my problem with it and then you go back to the entrepreneurs and you say you know what you really need to make an adjustment here or you know what when you were making your presentation You said, we hope to do this. They need to know that you're feeling you're going to do this. So it it might be just the messaging or it might be the actual model that you're uh, presenting and the need to adapt because the investor or the the end user sees it as maybe 80% there but still not 100% there. Any
0: particular ones you feel like are on the edge of breaking out?
1: So uh, there's one called Guru Club, which is uh, fabulous because it essentially allows the consumer to become a sort of a micro-influencer or even below a micro-influencer of their own. So they can buy a product, they can tag it. And then before you know it, they're either getting a coupon or they're uh, eligible to win some prize that's a pretty significant prize. So uh, in addition to that, it could be uh, somebody who goes to a ball game and on the jumbo uh, uh, screen, it says tag that you're at the game now and you're eligible to win a $500 gift card for such and such you know so it really it's a combination of bringing advertising to the sponsoring brand but also rewarding that uh, individual consumer, because they went out of their way to tag the brand, so it 's a collaborative effort between the brand and the uh, uh, and the consumer, which we think is great because while I love watching some of these superstar athletes, when you see what a company like Nike is paying them, you say well why can 't the consumer get a little of that you know, hmm. right yeah, well that sounds exciting, yeah, it really is, and then we have another company. Uh, that is a sock company that is going to do great things for people with diabetes. It's an extremely comfortable sock and uh, it uh, it has at the helm the former uh, CEO of Converse, which we think is quite a coup considering it's an early stage company to have someone with uh, a fellow by the name of uh, uh, Jim, she's uh, uh, <laughs> drawing a blank here, uh, uh, anyway uh, he, he's uh, he's our CEO and uh, Jim Calhoun. I'm sorry, uh, Jim Calhoun, our CEO. Uh, it's a real feather in the cap to have been able to recruit him to attract him because he's a high quality individual. Then the the third thing I'll throw out is a company that uh, it's called Pay by Car, where you pull up, in this one example, to the uh, gas pumps. You have an EasyPass uh, code red on your car, uh, and you get out of your car. You don't have to take a uh, credit card out of your wallet. You just pump the gas, get back in your car, and then it'll be on your EasyPass bill at the end of the month. Uh, so technology, it's exciting. We're living in an amazing time. And there are a couple of others, but those are the three that are really on the forefront. Easy peasy, I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Well, as we close out, too, um, I know for this thing that we were talking about earlier, it's been really hard for many of the charities and everything. So are there some charities that are important to you
1: that you'd like to throw a shout out to? Sure. Uh, First of all, my my wife is a professional fundraiser. So uh, she works uh, currently at the Duxbury Beach uh, Reservation and uh, it's a great cause because it's all about preserving uh, the beach. And uh, so I get uh, to help her out on that. And that's uh, something that I've grown to uh, to love because again on the South Shore our beaches are a tremendous natural resource and then there's a uh, an organization called Friendship Home and Friendship Home uh, serves uh, developmentally disabled folks and uh, this is a charity that goes back to uh, my mom uh, Adele Malone who was the uh, matriarch of the family she was a, a widow at 51 I was the youngest of seven but uh, she still found time to uh, devote herself to the Fernal School in Waltham and spent, let's see, from about 1961 to her death in 99, so almost 40 years uh, serving the uh, community uh, and uh, did it in such a way that really in 1960, Sadly, there was a stigma attached to developmentally disabled uh, young uh, people and adults. And uh, she kind of, in Waltham, created a, uh, a group called the Friends of Fernal, and they would raise extra money to, to make sure that if a trip needed to be taken, the resources were there so that the, uh, the clients could uh, go on a trip. And uh, so those are a couple of things that I'm focused on now. But a lot of times it's, it's just hel- helping with, a cause because somebody says, "Joe, you know, can you help with this?" And it's sure, you know. And uh, I've been blessed, and uh, I kind of get it uh, from my upbringing that you know it's hard to say no, and in most instances, saying yes, you benefit as much from the. Involvement in that cause as the end uh, recipient of the funds or the end recipient of the event, you know. So, I I, I think it's uh, the not for profit world is a wonderful way to give back and pay forward, and I, I love doing it.
0: Well, that's what you've always done. That's probably also how we got intertwined as well, and uh, I'm grateful for that generosity. And your home, by the way, your birthplace, Waltham Mass, Correct. also home to. I would say one of the greatest Italian restaurants ever, La Campagna. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. We're yeah. just
1: plugging away wow. here. Wow, you know, you just made me hungry. The mere, <laughs> the mere mention of La Campagna. Well,
0: and, it's a little bit of a walk from here, but maybe we'll take a walk over to La Campagna Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. And,
1: and thank you for taking the time to, to drive down to Situate, and uh, I wish you all the best, and uh, I love this, uh, love this show, and uh, yeah, any shoe company out there should be, yeah, getting ready to write the check Buzz well I also think your new uh, diabetic sock uh, yeah, your know? socks walking yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. a future client Joe I, you I, never you know, know I, I will mention it, uh, <laughs> Jim Calhoun there you uh, go thank you Joe I appreciate it nice to see you same here take care Buzz. taking a walk
0: with Buzz Night is available on Spotify Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts perfect
1: good, good. that Come was fun in. that was a lot of fun yeah
0: perfect